episode of Block Talk presented by Here in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheaterTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Call my agent because if that's what they call acting, I can be a star, mama. The Queens took on a parody of a famous French TV series, but who was a shining star and who was a wilting flower? It's time to talk all things Drag Race France, and joining me is someone who thinks they're the greatest star, Miss Felicia. How are you? Um, so good. I love that intro. I love Barbara. I tried. I tried. I am the greatest um, star. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least one person. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, Friends, if things sound different, it's because technology sucks today. Uh, My port that usually goes into my computer, because Mac is very homophobic when it comes to technology, um, that I because I have to use a port that goes into my microphone, whatever. It's not working right now, so I have to order one and get a new one. Hopefully, it'll be better. But um, apologies for whatever the sound quality is going to be. You sound beautiful to me. So. Thank you. And if you hear my dog barking, he, he just loves Drag Race France. <laughs> Don't we all? All right. Um, and speaking of things I apologize for, again, the pronunciations. We're trying. We are Ooh, learning. Girl. We are Ooh, trying and learning. Nikki Doll, again, if I sound terrible, please DM me and help me out. Because uh, I'm bad. I'm, I'm very, very bad at this. I'm going to fuck it up, so I apologize. But yeah, um, you know, it's been a fun time trying to learn French because um, I'm not French, and I'm never going to be French, and that's fine. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, but we're learning. We're learning. Maybe by the end of the season, I'll have some more Pick up words, a few words to know. Yeah, yeah. See, we'll for see. me, Ho- Holland seemed like I don't know something about my mind understood Dutch. Like I could just hear it. And like kind of understand what was happening. Um, Espana, a little less so. This one is the least. Now, is it because in Holland, they love pot, you love pot, so it's all the same? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> high right now. And I think like one, two high minds, no matter the language, we all speak the same language. There it is. So. There it is. All right. Well, we're going to dive into this fun little episode of an episode of Things. Um, well, we're going to start off with the episode and a Nikki doll intro montage again. So it's kind of like Italia where we are getting a reminder of the show for the audience. Um, and then we get the previously on, at least it's in this position where Italia put it in the middle of like the episode. It was very weird. Um, maybe it's a European thing. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but La Cajena is gone and it's very emotional. Um, when Soa sees the mirror message, she gets very emotional as well since she's named in the message directly. Um, would you be that bitch if you got eliminated to name who you'd like to see win? Um, no, because bitch, I was supposed to win. Oh, I see. I see. I see. (laughs) I mean, I'll call out a bitch in my mirror. Like, honestly, Ravens to Tyra, which only makes it on Untucked of the last episode, which probably nobody watched. Keep reaching for the stars. You're never going to be one. Well, iconic and pointed. 
So I would be that bitch, but I'm not I'm not rooting for no one besides Miss Felicia. All right. Well, Lova says it was a pleasure to meet her and it's not the end. Bertha. Bertha thinks um, that now that Kahan is gone, it really hits them that it, it is real. Things are real. La Brioche says that they're all sisters as they're the first ones. And you know what? I'm done with Kumbaya shit. No more Kumbaya shit. Give me, give me the drama. Too much Kumbaya on All Stars. We need some drama when bitches are going home. Is yep. what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's it. That's all we're getting. We're moving straight into the title sequence because I guess there was nothing else important to say. Guess not. The queens are going to enter in a coordinated fashion as spies. It's cute. Felt very French. And um, of course, Cam is the last one because I guess she thinks she's a star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that would be you. Oh, you know, I'm planning in all of my, all of my walk-ins are planned mm-hmm. out. I'm going to have a different thing for each, each episode, yeah. you know, and it's always good to be the last one. Of course. Like when the so, girls want to do a group, you follow behind. You say no, no, thanks. You're a single moment. Well, so I guess her congratulations on her win. She's happy, but not resting on her laurels. She's just waiting for what comes next. And yeah, she's not going to be happy with that result. Probably not. So how did Lova feel lip syncing? Well, it motivated her to not be in the bottom again. And I call that wishful thinking, girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So last week was not a fluke. We are going to get the chicken alarm. I guess it's a French thing. Uh, Country French design. I don't know. We'll take it. It's a thing. It's interesting. It's it's a little shocking. If you had an animal that had to alert you that the host of your drag race was coming, what animal would it be? Probably like a jack, like a sometimes like a tiger or like a <laughs> jaguar, let's say, right? Jag- that sounds scary. Why not a panther on the runway? Chasse, chante, you know, all that. All right. Nikki arrives in her leather dom fantasy, and I'm like, I'm not not her dom, but cool. She says that drag race can be scary and makes you want to scream. So for this mini challenge, it's time to get their rock and roll on. They have 20 minutes to get their rock star drag. Um, How do you feel about rock star drag? Have you tried your hand at rock star? Oh, I love a good rocker chick moment. I, it's not my like go-to drag, but I, I have like a look or two of my closets that's like mm-hmm. rocker chick, biker girl. Have I seen this know? before? Um, Probably not. It's mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. it's just like my tits out with like a, a leather bralette with, not tits out out, but it's a, it's a bralette leather with like spikes on it, black gotcha, spikes. Gotcha. And then mm-hmm. like a a little black moment you know <laughs> that's fair um to help them out with this mini challenge nikki has invited some friends to help oh drag kings yes. and so it says it for us finally finally nikki introduces us to jesa la vendage judah la vendage and chico um nice cool <laughs> yeah i tried yeah, fun. Really is, is this the first time we've seen drag kings on drag race at all this is the first time we have seen actual well, drag kings yeah because that are not was in like right, trump drag right right like, actual whatever. drag kings who perform as Do drag it. kings yeah yeah um this is a step this is a very important step um why these kings couldn't be on the season that's not up, up to us to decide but there was a problem maybe they'll be on another season i don't know but it's a step 
You like steps. Yes, totally. All right. Well, the queens are going to rush to their station and get their first chance at rough 20-minute rock and roll drag. Um, yeah, they don't love it. But as they paint, the discussion turns to the importance of the drag king scene. Paloma reminds us that they are often underrepresented and underestimated, and they are more than a mustache and a shirt. Um, I thought this was very, very important. I wish we had more time to talk about it. Yeah, totally. There's like not enough attention gets put on the drag king community even in like the performance scene like it's underutilized and there are plenty of great kings out there so absolutely and i think again the international seasons it's harder for everyone to watch because whether they don't want to watch because they don't speak the language or it's just an overload of drag like i'm feeling right now same (laughs) there this is not going to get the same attention that it would have on the main show show, and i just wish we could just take a moment and shake Rue and say, fucking get over yourself and do it. Yeah, yeah. Because this was a historic moment, whether we realize it or not. I agree. I agree completely. So more Kings. And you know what? Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate the Kings of New York. Uh, Go see the Cake Boys. They're very good. So good. Do it. (laughs) All right. This challenge. Is is the goal to be funny or not beautiful? Paloma just wants to be ridiculous and blow off some steam. Uh, I feel like I feel like that's how I need to live right now because with the world being the world today, I'm over it. Yeah, totally. And the goal is never to be beautiful in a mini no. challenge. When you have 20 minutes to get in drag, no one cares. <laughs> well, speaking of, Cam says that rock and roll is not in her lane, but she finds it so liberating because it's the moment to do really whatever you want and show Nikki that you can get a little crazy in the head. And let's be real, what drag queen is not crazy in the head we all are <laughs> don't lie Berta is having a bit of a breakdown as she rushes about but leave it to soa her good sis to help her calm down now like drag race italia we are getting those title cards back um saying it is the mini challenge but at least this time it fits the theme of the show and it looks like it's part of the actual show I did. I didn't watch it. It's okay. It's okay. But (laughs) listen, uh, one day I will go back in time um, and I will do a full deep dive into Italia and be like, y'all, that was a fucking fever dream. I'm going to listen to that so I don't have to watch the episode. What a show. (laughs) All right, let's get into this. Uh, As the queen returned, Nikki says Halloween came early and (laughs) she's not wrong. This is definitely a dress up challenge. Yeah. I mean, you do what you can in 20 minutes. and It's true. And whatever happens, happens. Before they get on stage, they are going to scream it out. Um, and this stage is in the workroom. And we're going to have this as a theme of this episode. I'm here for building a platform in the workroom. <laughs> you know, no one needs to go on location. <laughs> well, the lights are rock and roll ready. And Big Bertha is surely an entertainer. I don't know what the song is, but Bertha really captured the song. And she was kind of fun. I enjoyed her I love Big Bertha. She has such yeah. a ma- magnetizing, like, energy. Absolutely. Paloma her. was such a rock star in her look and her attitude. Um, and yes, she did destroy the top that she liked. That's too bad, but you got to do what you got to do. You can get you another know? one on. She's not, yeah, she's not going to wear it again on the season. So. <laughs> no. so. uh, Labriel Shay was doing a cosplay of dear friend Shay Day. Uh, and then they just went hard and Brioche took a tumble. Uh, I mean, nothing's more punk rock than taking a tumble on stage, right? Yeah. I mean, Brioche. Is it Brioche or Brioche? Like, Brioche. Okay. She, uh, she's always very like committed. So that's cool. She is. She's very committed. 
Uh, Lolita Banana had the guitar and I was ready for her to break it. Uh, but alas, she still kind of looked the part and um, she threw herself in that split. I, lo- I love her. She's such a good performer. She's great. Like, undeniable. La Grande Dame was playing herself, literally. I personally was scared of it. You don't like that? No, I did not. <laughs> That's not for no, you. No, <laughs> I did not. No, not for me. <laughs> a lips, though, felt like the most punk in her look and also emo realness, but she didn't have the performance prowess that I think the others did. I agree with that. Like, she she is like a alt-rocky queen, like, by nature, but I don't yeah. think she really served it too much. I agree. Performance. Um, <laughs> Soa gets called Rihanna before she starts, and Nikki's not wrong. I She's, can see the Rihanna. I, I definitely see it, too. Agreed. Um, was she a rock star or just good? I thought she was a rock star. You just yeah. think she was good? Oh, she's good at everything. It? Oh, I think she's so good. Great. I like her a lot. Now, Love La Diva just rolled around on the floor, took her jacket off, and completely missed this point of this assignment. She's always so like uncommitted in everything she does. Even no, no, no. She's committed in what she does. She's bad oh, at what she but does. But it's like she's terrible. Committed. At what she does. It's committed in a bad, in like an uncommitted way. You know, it's like surface level committed. It's like the challenge is to tell us the color of the sky, and she says red, and yeah. she believes it. Uh, yeah. And Cam, sweet Cam. Well, we're going to see her jump off the stage and look like a 60s British rock star with a shirt off and curly hair. And then she starts hopping the stage, proving that she is, in fact, the bottom. She's beautiful, as Kennedy would say. She is. She, beautiful. She, she's stunning. <laughs> well, the winner of this mini challenge is La Grande Dame. And I would like a recount. Um, I, not my pick personally. I'm calling Shane for honestly this whole episode. So. Yeah, right. Well, Nick, Nikki says she's the winner because she's scared of her. And yeah, that's what I said earlier. Same. Yeah. Well, for this week's Max Challenge, Nikki reveals that they will be acting in a comedy. They will be acting in a parody of the series 10%, a.k.a. Call My Agent. Um, have you ever heard of the show? No, never. Um, I have not either, but it's apparently a huge deal in um, France. Um, okay. I'm not sure what the equivalent is. Is but there it, an American it, show? No, there is not. Um, okay. But it's um, it's on Netflix. But yeah. I don't know if we have it. Um, I know Obscura was is obsessed with us, so, oh, so she was very okay. excited. You should have got her on today. She was on last week. Oh, well then. Um, <laughs> now. As the winner of the mini challenge, Le Grand Dame gets all the power in assigning the roles. Will she be clever and strategic or kind? Well, La Big Bertha knows that she can be bitchy, so it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, episode two, you get this power. What do you do? Oh, I'm using it, baby. <laughs> okay, so first of all, you're on episode two. You want to show those producers that bitch you are there to make provide the TV. Them a show. Yeah. <laughs> Making those decisions in episode two makes you last till episode 20. 20 you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, I'm using it to a completely my advantage. I'm giving myself the part that I need to get ahead. And I'm also gonna switch up the game this episode was kind of weird this challenge because honestly Mm -hmm. there were two roles that were there for the whole time but neither of them really had any sort of character and then everyone else had like three second 
So normally, interesting, I say, interesting. Normally, I would say you want like the cameo spot. There's usually like mm-hmm. a character they come in for like about two minutes. They have their whole moment, and then they leave and they don't come back. And that's a great spot. You want that. That's like the silky Oprah spot. That's the Willow Pill fairy spot. You know. Um, yeah. Then there's always like the character that's like there's like a threesome usually. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want that. Like you're you're the big girl you're the dumb girl and you're the whatever girl and they're always there are three characters who are together you don't want that part and then there's like the lead lead if you can memorize those lines you're good i think yeah if that's going to be a problem you don't you want to stay away from that part yeah compared to all just cameos this is all just people walking in for three seconds and then leaving right so Um, you really gotta make your time worth it but um, also, sorry, I'm going to mention something I did not like about these roles. There was literally just a Latin queen and there was like a ghetto queen. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. So who are those supposed to go to is my question. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. All right. As the girls read the script, it's time to decide who will be what role. After La Grande Dame jokes that she will give them the worst parts, it's time to find out who actually has preferences. The Grand Dame would like to put herself in the running for Mona, the founder of Stars France, a talent agency. Vivienne, the old school agent of the agency, is wanted by Paloma. It's tailor-made for her. And that's what we're going to learn. There, as you said, there are a lot of roles that are tailor-made Each for one certain was just people. Re- yeah. <laughs> like Yolanda is a Latin star. And while it may be cliche for Lolita, she doesn't want to see anyone do it better than she would. So uh, the muse wants to take the role of Anita. Um, we are going to learn nothing about her in this moment. Uh, Marcel the Dime, she does not talk. And the Grand Dame is like, La Brioche, does that speak to you? Uh-uh, it does not speak to her. Uh, La Grand Dame is like, La Brioche, does that, like, like why not? And, and Bertha jokes like, it's impossible for her because she doesn't shut up, which is not something we've seen on the show yet. A mime. No, 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 no. Labriel Shea not shutting up. Oh, yeah. She doesn't seem super no. talkative. She's like a little quirky. <laughs> but Labriel Shea will say that it's not her top choice. She doesn't want to fight, but she says, Haha, I am Marianne Cotillard and Edith Piaf. Um, and when I heard that, I was like, oh, oh, I see where this little story is going to be going. Yeah. Um, we are going to find out that Ellipse would like the role as well. And I'm like, really? Re- you want to play a big role like that? Fine. Uh, she says it's because she likes the voice changes. And Cam's just going to um, bow out eventually because we're also going to hear that Lips wants this as well. What was Cam's... I want to see the script and I want to see Cam's... We can get to this when they actually get the Oh, we will. Oh, we will. We will. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Um, LeGrand is like, ah, this poll is backfiring. The girls want the same roles. So who's going to play Marianne and who's going to play the uh, mime? I guess we're going to have that revealed shortly because they're not going to tell us. They're going to wait and we're going to find out um, in a little bit. But Nikki stops okay. by. And he's like, hey, want to meet a new queen? And they're like, what? A new queen? Uh, we're not playing this game. No, 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 no. But we're going to hear some opera and a hand. And the queens know exactly who it is. It is Marianne James. She is a French TV show host, singer, writer, and actress. And they all seem to either know her personally or she just happens to be a very touchy-feely person. Did, did they explain who she was? Because I might have missed that. 
Yes, they do. We're gonna. I will help oh, you. Oh, uh, I, I guess moment. I missed the yes, like yes, clip yes. show where they tell us who she is. Uh, yeah. Um. Well, first off, she's gonna be there right? to direct the Queen Percent, which is the parody they're performing. Uh, they all feel it's a very special moment having her there because they can feel her presence. They know who she is now. Some people may know her from hosting gigs. Some people know may know her from when she was one of the co-hosts for France for um, Eurovision. We are going to learn from Paloma that she grew up with Ulrika von Glott, a.k.a. Marion James. That is her drag persona. Uh, she was one of the first known drag queens in France. Um, this was a character that she came up with that was also part of, she made albums and did um, theater with it. Um, but she would tell reporters that she is a drag queen. She is a woman who turns herself into a woman and another woman with another accent, and another story. She was in the service of humor. So basically she is an AFAB queen. Love that for her. Yeah. That's and so again, fun. this is very important because Super the show is not really doing we that. Get, um, we don't get we to got, see that often. We have Victoria Scone. And that's about it. Uh, yeah. Celebrate AFAB queens when we can. Please, Drag Race. Absolutely. Um, so she will tell them of how her development of makeup started with a palette of black, white, and red. And then she just ran around looking for fake eyelashes in Paris. Because that's what you do, right? Obviously. Where do you get your fake eyes? Um, is it ABC? It's on 14th Street. Uh, okay. One, two, three. <laughs> sure. One of those. ABC. It's a wig shop on 14th Street next uh-huh. to the Levi's store or Guitar World. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah I know where it is. Yeah. 301s? Um, I don't wear 301s. No. I like a little bit smaller. So I went through some phases. There was a time where I was like, I want like a little lady lash. And so I was doing like tiny ones. Um, not the not the moment. I went through like a 305 phase, but that's just too big. But now, like, I wanted to do the smaller lash, but all these, like, cis women, like, they don't get, like, seen outside of the house without, like, a 305. So I feel like I need to step it up. Now I do just a nice, a large one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A nice drag lash. A nice drag lash, which La Brioche needs to learn. Um, Well, she's... Uh, Marianne's going to tell them that the most important thing for them is to just be themselves. And you know what? That is great advice. You hear it a lot. Not a lot of people so take true. it. No one wants to see a fake bitch. Yeah. All right. We're going to arrive on set. And by set, I mean the box that was set up in the middle of the workroom. I, I love I the workroom stage. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I'm um, I don't know <laughs> if they don't have money for another set or if it was just easier to do that because it why, was Why? Why? It's a, it's a big room. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, I feel like if I ever got the opportunity to tour the Drag Race set, I think I would be like gooped and gagged at how small it probably is. Well, but they like need go karts to get from like untucked to the main stage. Well, those are different uh, studios. Studios, like stages. the actual, yeah, of different stages. Like I, I, th- I would like because I've gone to like you know all those uh, TV show tapings, yeah. and I get in there, I'm like, oh my god, I can. This is tiny. It's not as huge as they make yeah. it seem on TV. All right. Well, La Grande Dame, Lova, and Paloma will join Nikki and Marianne first, and she's gonna have them do a vocal warm up. Miss Felicia, do you do a vocal warm up before you do drag? If I'm gonna sing, yeah. Okay, not not if you're gonna lip sync. 
<laughs> um, some like jaw stretches, sure. Yeah. But no. No, no, I'm talking about drag, not um Friday nights. What's the difference? <laughs> All right. La Grande Dame is not an actress because her initial take on the character was very bad and was basically in slow-mo. Yeah, and she wasn't taking the like feedback either. No, and Marianne's gonna tell her go simple. Nikki's like, try something that's not you. So what does La Grande Dame do? Literally the same thing. Just, just she, she just doesn't want to get rid of her as she says, bourgeois annunciation. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you need to come in with like a clear character choice, but Absolutely. you also need to come in willing to like throw that out the window. Yeah, you got to play. Whatever the director tells you to do. And she, she really wasn't. Now, when Loba speaks, sounds come out of her mouth and they're bad. They're just actually bad. Um, as Paloma says, it's so bad, it's funny. Yeah, but not in a good way. No, no, no. Paloma has taken on a role that is very butch and classic and just loves a cigarette, which I guess is so French. Um, Paloma's the assistant. Basically. The assistant. The other, the other, um, okay, the other one who's there the whole time. The other agent. Okay. Uh, but yeah, okay. she really is the one who's going to save the scene and save La Grande Dame because uh, she, she was able to just get something out of her. Yeah. Totally. She was a good, great scene partner. All right. Now, first off, Cam as Isabel is strange. She is trying very hard. Uh, she plays it as a little girl, but Marianne wants her to be a woman, someone powerful, as she says. Um, did she say a single thing in the scene? Oh yes, yeah, she did. We'll, we'll get when we. We'll, uh, did I'll, I just I'll miss it? More. I'm confused. Yeah, I'll, I'll teach you more when we get to the full scene. We're just talking about the filming. Right oh, now. we're doing that. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. I, I was, I was ahead of myself. Now, Big Berta, who is over the top, living in her own world, um, but when Marianne gets out of the chair to give her her notes on how to make a good entrance, Berta's like, "I'm going to be in the bottom now," because we've seen that on Drag Race when when the director gets out of their chair, when Michelle got out of that chair, you're done. Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, I think if you, no, never mind, I'm not gonna yeah. say that because that's not true. Yeah, now, yeah, you know, you don't want that director to get out of the seat. No. Ellipse walking in as the mime, brilliant. It was funny. Um, now I like Ellipse. Last week I was like, who is this? Now I'm like, okay, wait, I, I, I'm here for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm warming to her. I'm, yeah, warming. She's, that, she's that's on my idea. radar. She's on my radar. <laughs> Right. Um, let's discuss it. Brioche looks like Betty Boop as Marion Coltiard as Edith Piaf. It was a choice. Those brows. I'll never understand them. I, I'm not. I'm not into her makeup so far. But it's very French, well, and that's the thing. I. I. I see. It's. It, it's very specific for what she does. I guess. I mean, I think I'm very strong that like the lashes complete your look, mm-hmm. and I. I've, mentioned it a little bit Bitch. ago but they're no, like it's the really brows bad. that complete your look no you, yes totally it's the but eyes like, the eyes it's you, the eyes if you see a queen who does not have their lashes on you're gonna be like what but once it's they future. put that you, the look com- is finished once you're and, and i'm not and it sure pulls everything be- together and i don't know if it's a choice yeah, but... I, I'm not sure if she was just trying to be Marion Coltiard. No, no, uh, who is a beautiful every, every woman. Every time we've seen her on the runway, oh, or and everywhere, the lashes are wrong. I'm just yeah. gonna say that. But she committed to that to that she, performance. She Lolita is just fire and energy, and apparently a one take wonder. Um, she had Nikki and Marion cracking up. So good. She is. She is such a way of like changing the energy in the room. 
Soa is Soa. Like that's who she played. Not a bad thing, but it's just the role was assigned to her and we have to remember that. Yeah. She did not pick. No, she did not pick the role. And I think she did what mm-hmm. was asked. Of, exactly. Of fired. Um, so. you, could tell, you could tell though, she was a little stressed and in her own world or uh, La Grand Dame and Paloma were just not in her world. Yeah. Some, one of those two. All right. Well, it is elimination day and the queens dance on in because coordinated entrances. It's a European drag race thing. Also, when Lova says her line, I don't know if you caught it, but the translation says it's a new day of the workshop. We love a good translation. We love... <laughs> At least yeah, it's if... not <laughs> indistinct. <laughs> French speakers, please. If I am saying things wrong, please let me know. I'm talking about what I see on the subtitles because um, choices. Again, I know they're not direct translations sometimes. I know colloquialisms no, I think, are a I thing. I think they're also like AI generated too, so. Probably. All right, Berta knows that there are eliminations, but she wants to slay the runway, which is very ironic this week. Who? Berta. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the queens are now going to chat about who will be in the top, and we see Miss Lova slightly raise her hand. At least we know Delusion has made its way to France. Yeah. yeah. Delusion was made in France, I think. Lova will be called out for her thinking she is safe, which is shade because they're all saying you're certainly not a top babe. It's shady up in this workroom. Yeah. Is all I can say. But like me, Paloma's like, yeah, you're clearly in the bottom. But they're going to get ready for the runway. And we're going to learn a little bit about Cam and her history with makeup. She's been doing makeup since she was 13 years old, which was basically actually less than a decade it's ago. like, yeah, like yesterday. <laughs> Um, she says it wasn't drag, just a boy with makeup on. She had very loving parents who accepted it when they found out she was doing it in secret. And they told her there's no need to hide. We love supportive parents. Yes, that's wonderful. Paloma told her mom she liked boys as she was peeling carrots. Her mom put the knife down and said, I've known since you were four. Facts or shade? Um, a little bit about that's what my mom pretty much said to me when I came out to her too. So I mean, there are definitely photographs of me that I'm like, no, 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 no. You it can be construed. Oh yeah. Way. I mean, I was doing but, drag in like preschool, so who was? Of I course, you were. <laughs> now Lova came out when she was 18, told her mom via text, and it was hard to come out, but when she did, she felt free. She so though doesn't understand coming out because they don't believe in justifying sexuality to the world. She says. Don't deny what's natural and stop the colors from shining through. And I like that. I like. I love that, that too. I feel like we shouldn't have to come out either. <laughs> now, we're going to learn about the two coming outs for La Brioche. She realized she was trans before she knew, like, she knew she liked men. She got scared as it's hard growing up not understand what is happening. She thought it might be easier living as an effeminate gay boy, so she adopted an androgynous look in high school, but also started to express her feminine side at that time. She said she only had one life and said, let's go. So she came out as trans. She wrote a letter to her parents and they accepted her right away. She knows she is a woman and no one can take that away from her. I, again, important, important stories because we've now had um, a small but nice fair share of trans contestants on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and each one of them has had their own journey. Totally. Um, and I think with the international seasons 
that's what's kind of amazing is to hear not only just the trans perspective, but the trans perspective from different parts of the world. Yeah, totally. Um, because maybe in France at that time, it was just more accepting than it is here. Um, but very interesting to hear her story and I hope it resonates with other people. I love it. Keep it coming. So it says she went through a phase where she thought she had a transition because she didn't feel right and didn't recognize herself in the codes of masculinity. But now today she is neither a boy, a boy or a girl, nor gender neutral. She is herself. As Bertha says, she knows that Soa is a unique being. She's a muse on period. On period. Soa believes if they weren't brainwashed on how a man and woman are supposed to be, there would be fewer problems on this planet. And I say, I facts. Absolutely agree. <laughs> it's insane. It really is what insane. Does like, any obviously, of it mean? right. Obviously, we're not going to get political on this podcast. Obviously, there are lots of things politically driven right now that is, that are based in this theory, and 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 it's not great. Um, but hopefully, one day, maybe the generation after us can fix things for us now. Yeah, because uh, it's not happening now. No, not from us. <laughs> well, after this chat, it's time to hit the runway. We have the sunny Nikki doll rocking the two-tone pink gown, modern Marie Antoinette hair. I thought she looked radiant. So stunning. I love this look. Like, she is really a fashion queen. I don't know who designed it, but um, it just felt fun. She's, no, she totally is. I also, not related to this look, but I love that she, like, she's a gamer. <laughs> I'm a slight gamer. She loves her Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy references. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. As, as do I. So, Nikki Doll, I'm down with you on that. I loved your Diamond Doll. I mean, ooh, mm. your Diamond Dust look. <laughs> yeah. Diamond Doll. Right. I like that. You are the Diamond Doll, Nikki Doll. <laughs> Maybe that's her new drag child. Oh, I'm going to change my name. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. me <laughs> well we're gonna have Daphne Berkey Kitty Smile and Marianne James um I thought this was a good panel this week I really like Marianne James I really 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 liked her perspective yeah no she was great and also her hair her hair is so good yeah um All right. but yeah no I liked her as a judge too she was fun. we are going to do things backwards and start with the drag percent and then do the runway and the judging yeah. alright let's talk about this little skit we start with the scene between La Grande Dame and Lova, and it's worse than expected. What was coming out of Lova's mouth? Please help me. Out here. She sounded like a turkey. I was like, I was like, is this the whole part? Like, what's happening? Right I didn't now? get it. Um, this is when I was like, can you please like give us a side by side of the script because I don't know what was written. Also, can we stop normalizing bad drag in acting challenges? Like, why does an acting challenge equal? Let me put on my worst wig. Let me do my worst <laughs> makeup possible. Like, no. Stop it. Sorry. Let's well, the plot it. of this show is that there was someone who stole the client list to make their own agency. So they need to get a star in their next film to save the agency. Um, let, let's just be honest. Paloma was the really the savior of this scene. I thought she was great. You had alluded earlier that you did not think so. Um. No, I thought she was fine. No, yeah, no, she's fine. I mean, th- I don't know. I, I just didn't like the acting challenge to be. I That's didn't fair. like this challenge. It was kind of just like, 
she she did what she, she was much better than La Grande Dame, I'll say. Fair. That's fair. Uh, but like now, obviously- later on, Nikki's like, oh, like you won before you opened your mouth. And I was like, oh, did she like, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but sure. No, yeah. Now part good. of she's the good. comedy here was uh, the champagne bit uh, where um, Paloma's character would open a bottle of champagne and it would hit Lova's character. Um, Lova could have stolen the show with a physical comedy, but she was terrible at it. Yeah, yeah. Like that could have been the cameo scene stealing role, but she just didn't know how to do it. Yeah, no, that, that was like, I felt I thought the winning part. Yeah, it really, really was. Did, she did nothing with it. Um, so the movie they have is La Vie en Rose 2, where Edith Piaf comes back to life in the body of a Latino reggaeton star. What the fuck? What a piece of crap. At least they acknowledge it too. Yeah. Um, have you seen La Vie en Rose? Do you know who he is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know the song. I know the song. I know oh, who God. She is. Do you know who Marion Cotillard is? No. I know who Edith Piat is, though. Oh, my God. You don't know who Marion Cotillard is? Have you, have you seen Inception? Yeah. She's in Inception, too. Which actually there's features a, music from Edith Piat. There was a sequel? No. Not to oh, Inception. I thought you said she was in Inception too. No. <laughs> that honestly, uh, Inception is honestly one of my favorite movies ever. So I would take a sequel to Inception. Okay. Um, I remember <laughs> making my parents watch it and they fell asleep in the movie. I was like, fuck you. It's so good. I um, saw it in theaters. I, I like when it came out. It's I, so good. I loved it. Um, yeah, no, but there's that's the music. That's that's uh, uh, Edith Piaf. Every oh. time for the dream. I, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, she, I know, I know who she is. Yeah, she's great. Anyway, uh, now we're just going to get that parade of stars who have to audition for the part and save Star France. Uh, Isabel Anjani it comes in, and uh, this is Cam's role, and she is actually a legit French actress who has won five César awards. Um, so this was actually based on an actual human. I loved her in that black hair. She looked gorgeous yeah. in that black hair. Uh, Cam's like, going to play it go very over the top, time. playful, as she desires a big death. Um, yeah, it was. This was not about her. This was all about how Paloma was directing she her. In it. Did yeah, no, it was that was Paloma's part. Like her mm-hmm. little part was literally just Paloma's part. Exactly. I didn't get it. Like I want to see the script because what I saw. And maybe it's because I don't speak French and I wasn't like my eyes weren't on the subtitles, but I didn't see her say say a single line. Like right. What? So she was being directed. She was supposed to be giving like yeah. doing reactions. And and it was just about how funny Paloma was do giving her yeah. direction. Yeah, no, I missed it for her. Now Big Berta is but is I don't on. know what she could have done with the part. Yeah, you're right. Now Big Berta is on as Miranda, and I don't know who this is re- referencing. Uh, but I believe it is someone who is usually given a lip sync moment or has someone lipped up over them. Um, yeah. So there, I'm sure there's a French joke there that we all missed. Um, we're going to get to see La Bigberta be funny, but with La Grande Dame sucking at acting, it actually ruined La Bigberta's performance. She had little to work with. I thought she did a good job, honestly. But Big she could have been bigger if, if yeah, La Grande no, Dame yes, was bigger true. with her acting. True, but I do think she like she was like in the top three for me in this challenge. Like I thought yeah. she was like a breath of fresh air 
in yes the, she was in, in she was fun theme of the challenge so you know i liked it ellipse as the mime was a star i don't care it was funny and stupid and perfect mimes are so fucking dumb i love it yeah she was good but are mimes can they make sounds i believe you can okay they're not yeah, mute <laughs> you can still make sounds as a mute okay 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 well Mute means you don't make sound. Mute means sweetheart. No sound. Helen Keller. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Um, the Who's Tommy? Have you never seen the Who's Tommy? I know Tommy. I know yeah. the Who's Tommy. He's mute. Yeah. Deaf so blind. Sounds. Oh my God, I love the Who's Tommy. Can we bring that back to Broadway? If I can play the the acid, acid queen. queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, and Margaret's part. That's she's fierce in that. I do like the, movie. I like the Who's Tommy. <laughs> All right. Lolita slamming the door with her ass literally made the set shake. And I feel like that pint sized little chihuahua being able to do that, she must have some juicy. She's bones. so good. She's just so fun. I, you know, yeah, she, I, she look kind of looks like Vinnie Gaga. A little bit, yes, yes. Especially yes. in episode one, I thought. But mm-hmm. and with the energy of Ritzy Bits. Yes, totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she was on point for the character and it just came natural. She was kind of like Charo meets the Chihuahua. Who <laughs> else could have played that part? No one. Like and that's, that's why I think it was specifically it was written sketchy. for them. It was, but it was sketchy. Like, I mean, to it's be not, like, no secret. They do that for the all the shows. Sometimes. Oh, no, absolutely. But for them to be like, ooh, like you're a like you, you're it's you have the option to assign these parts. Like who yeah. else is going to be able no, to of course. part? Um, then we're going to get Marianne Wait, James coming in for a comedic bit. I thought that was cute. Uh, she's there. Might cute. as well do it. Yeah. Uh, and then the scene finally gets weird as the spirit of Marianne Coltiot arrives with her Oscar for her portrayal of Edith Piaf. Um, she played it like Gollum from Lord of the Rings and it was a choice, but kind of dumb and kind of campy. It was good. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite, but it was no. the right choices. You know, they were good. Um, yeah, I love that Edith Piaf is literally haunting her body. That's funny. That's that's, yeah. that's funny shit. Now, as a writer, I don't like that we didn't end with Marion Cotillard here, but uh, So's character comes in and is completely derailed the scene. I just didn't understand the role. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, I thought she did fine. I thought she did a good job in the part. No. But, yeah, no, it was weird. And Before, why was she the last one? She shouldn't have been the exactly. last one. Exactly. I agree. Before the champagne can flow, so does so his character gets shot by Kimberly, who really stole the client list. Okay, so Lova could have shined, but alas, bad acting. Yeah, I mean, it was the classic, um, the, the, the now-canceled Spanish acting, cha- the, the telenovela acting challenge, where Coco yeah. Montrese is like, ends up coming back as the dumb, stupid maid. Exactly. Like it was that, but yeah. Yeah. No, she well, didn't. in the world of comedy, things come in three. So the champagne knocks her character out one last time and the scene is over. This was weird, probably made more sense for French speakers, but um, it kind of did showcase who to keep an eye on when we get back to another performance based challenge. Yeah, that's true. I, d- I didn't like the challenge, but it did. Yeah. Do that. It felt very much like the uh, Spondy season one acting challenge where i was like i don't I, get it i was trying to think about the last time i saw an acting oh oh i hated that one that was the only one i could did holland have an acting challenge um yes, they season? Did. last season two they did it was the i don't um, remember it was the one um, in the um the police 
uh, department, the murder with the no. shoes and everything. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Aspania's, I hated that yeah. one. Yeah, um, it was very confusing. was a little more tolerable. All right, let's get to the runway. Uh, category is flowers, and in honor of the runway, we will be playing Blooming or Wilting. Oh, I like that. So it amused. No designers listed. Uh, she's going for a punk rock bird of paradise. I appreciate that she is going for a variation of the category and trying to stay true to herself, but I have high expectations for her now, and I wanted more. Not saying that it wasn't good. I just need to be blown away. I think the catwalk cat suit was the problematic part and needed to be heightened because that mohawk was just fucking out of this world. Um, I really liked the look. Um, I didn't hear what the runway was, so I was a little confused, but I see she is the flower. Yeah. Um, here's what I'm going to say. Like, the leather jacket, like, I think it, like, represents the thorns, you know, of a flower. I would have liked spikes on the jacket. Yeah. Like, on the shoulders of the jacket. Spikes would have been cool as the thorns. But I, I really like this look. I think it's cool. It's like out of the box. It's nice. Marianne know. is going to bring begin her critique with, and don't take this the wrong way, which uh, we all know what that means in any language. It means you're going to take it the wrong way. But she says, um, Soa, you're a little bit lazy uh, in the outfit. And as she could have explored the wi wilder vegetal floral theme. And she says in the performance, she stayed in her comfort zone. Kitty says he would have liked to see her in a Catherine de, de Veneuve. I don't know who that designer is. Um, I'm sorry, I'm bad at fashion. Uh, what a Daphne, weird critique. <laughs> what a bad Daphne critique. says she expects a lot more than she did. She was on top and earned it, and she wants that every day. I'm going to give this a safe blooming because it's not great, but I know where she was going, and that wig is amazing. I agree with you. It's it's a blooming for me. It's a safe blooming. It's not my favorite look. It's not a bad look. And I completely disagree with the judges. I thought she was fine, if not like good in the challenge. Audience, 53% blooming, 47% wilting. Okay. Next up is Cam. Look by Mademoiselle Boo. Hair by Christophe Mecca. Flowers by Anthony Dunny. Perfection, literal perfection. And this is also not helping Cam uh, is blue hydrangea theory as she's literally wearing blue hydrangeas. Uh, mm. I think the corset is divine. The fabric she selected is so French, so feminine. I love the placement of the flowers. They don't distract from the look. I would love to meet her in the park for a spot of tea. This was just simply beautiful. It's such a good look. Like, damn, it, it's really there. I'm, something about her drag just gives me baby queen, though. She's no? young. She is 23, she's 23 years old. But she's been doing drag for about five years, which isn't like on a crazy amount of time in the grand scheme of it. But she gives me like one year, like pandemic, like she got her look really together in the pandemic and like she's been doing it that long. But, you know, no, but like, honestly, the look is so good, like stunting. Like stunning. she just also might happen to have just incredible designers surrounding her yeah. all the fucking time. I mean, when you are the muse of Christoph Mecca, like it makes sense. You're never going to be in a bad wig ever. Yeah, no, she looks so good. And last week was a stun too. So she, yeah, she's this this is this. blooming. Blooming. Two right. weeks in a row, one hundred percent blooming, zero percent wilting. All right, La Beberta, no designers listed, girl. <laughs> She's playing a widow and wearing a little black dress. And again, with different shades of beard and wig that I that are both natural colors, I find it strange. That's Ugh. okay. Uh, so where are the flowers? Oh, they're on the back of her, 
on a read that says, to my summer body. The gimmick did not pay off. It was a poor uh, idea and a garment that was not flattering. See, last week I was like, Big Bird, that's the only queen that I like on this season. And then I was like, girl, what is this? It's yeah. not good. I'm sorry, but it's so... Where are the flowers? The beard? Ah, I'm sorry. It... it now maybe it's just me and my and and my being used to our dear sister uh Hariola Grande who unless it's a color always matches the beard to the hair color. Um so for me it's a bit jarring to go Oh uh, yeah, and brown. I want it to like, I want it to match. You know, you can yeah. be a bearded queen, you can do what you want. I agree. But um but like if you're doing like purple hair fine, then keep a, a natural hair color beard color. But yeah. that's my thing with the Berta at the moment. Um, but and I think this harsh, was just a miss. The harsh highlight right above the beard is is not working either. I think, but I don't mind it yet. I get where I, you're coming from. I didn't from mind it it's... last week. I do. I do today. I do this yeah. one though. Well, Daphne asks whose shoes they are, as they are too comfortable. I was like, oh shade. Yeah, uh, it was the not. first thing that jumped out of her. She says it's a little back dress and it's too small for La Berta. She blew them away last week and she wants more breath in her outfit and creation. Kitty says that when she arrives, something happens as she lights up the stage and takes on another dimension. He wants her to push her outfits a little more. I agree. So I will give you a wilting this week. I the definitely the look is a wilting. I thought she was good in the challenge though. Audience, yeah, they hate the look. 14% blooming, 86% wilting. Yeah. Next, we have Ellipse. Look by Ellipse. Uh, alien flower power. I think the blue is a choice, but I think having a fabric as the bodysuit allowed her to have a different shade of, for her face. It worked. The pink hair and gloves pair well with pink flowers. I think the silhouette of the flower dress is very fashion. I really like the flower dress. I don't like the rest of the look, though. Yeah, it's it's too far for you. It's too the, much. The hair, no. The makeup looks uh, good, but yeah. I'm I'm not here for the like blue body. I don't like the like colored face with the bodysuit that like never. You like matches. feminine drag? No, it's not even that. Like I, I'm here for like a colored look, you know. But I don't like when the the bodysuit like paint your. I don't know. That's very okay. That's very uh, okay. Wrinkles on, on your bodysuit that doesn't actually match your face is not my type of drag. But get it, don't get it twisted. I'm here for all sorts of drag. It all right, that's going to be super fun. <laughs> I'm going to give this a blooming. I'm I'm a wilted. I do like the the over the the dress though. I do like the dress. Audience kind of in the same boat. 58% blooming, 42% wilting. La Brioche, hair by Le Martin, plant plush by Aleke Medel. I love when queens will take the risk in a category. This was it. She has taken the flower theme, turned it in on its geeky head, using the plant from Mario as a puppet and dressing as like a female Wario. I thought this was execute, executed so uh, well, and it does Mario. not fall into cosplay. The puppet is perfect. Like licensing might even have an issue at how good it was. This is what I like to see. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like All right. it. It you gives just hate me, it because of the face. It gives um and the and the dress. Like I like the concept of it. I'm like, okay, Mario's cute, the little puppet. It gives me Harper from Wizards of Waverly Place. Okay. Um, and the dress is just so basic. I don't know. Okay, fair. I'm and plant, plants aren't flowers necessarily. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, is 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 that a flower? I don't know. Sure, it could be a flower. Is Audrey too a flower? No, I don't consider Audrey too a flower. I consider Audrey too okay. a carnivorous plant. A carnivorous okay. plant. Okay. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, okay. I'll give it a blooming. But I'm but I'm so not into horticulture. <laughs> um, I give it a wilting. <laughs> Audience, same same place. Fifty eight percent blooming, forty two percent wilting. All right, next up, La Lolita Banana. Here by Jean Calitro, dressed by Tijuana. <laughs> oh, that's actually her aunt. Um, <laughs> Jules Tia. by Jules et Lily. Spoiler alert, this is one of my absolute favorite looks of the year. She so is good. serving oh, you Frida Kahlo-inspired beat with the most amount of flowers. The flower reveal with the petals flying through the air, showing that gown so that good. says, long live drab, perfect it's a celebration of her heritage i'm obsessed with this look yeah no me too completely she's stunning amazing never been done before unafraid to reference or not reference you know all Mm -hmm. that (laughs) i love this look i was honestly not sure based on her like entrance look like what like i wasn't necessarily here for it initially but like she's completely 180 and i'm like completely here for lolita what's her name I said that right. Lolita. Daphne loved the look. She says when she opened up the dress, it was perfect fashion moment. Nikki says it will be copied all over the world and reproduced. It was pure poetry. Kitty will ask who made the dress, and she says her aunt did. It is a skirt from her cousin's quinceanera, and she added the drag life. She says this is 100% important for her family. Marianne says that it came through in her performance. She probably danced with her ancestors. Lolita's emotions rise. She says being a foreigner in another country that she's chosen, she still misses her family and to feel accomplished, especially by her family, that's when she's really pleased. This was great. Great moment. I love it. Um, This is when I say maybe you should watch the show. Blooming. Yeah, definitely blooming. The most blooming of the week. (laughs) Audience, I'm not going to call you fuckers out, but 85% blooming, 15% wilting. What? I'm mad. This I voted earlier today and it was 100% when I voted. Yeah, some, someone da, da ruined it. All right, Paloma, Katsu, Brambles, and Boots by Mademoiselle Boot. Hair by Paloma. Another one who might have gotten in trouble with a risk in the category, but the Rose and Thorn reference is alive here. This is a tribute to Lady Oscar and Lady Winter and the Roses of Versailles. For those who don't know, it's a cartoon from 1979 based on a manga. Um, she has taken her own interpretation of the character and made it Paloma. I think it's very Parisian in her artistry and in some way kind of like Marina on Drag Race Espanya 2 thought she was. Also, I, I love Velvet and I'm turned on. I, lo- I like the look a lot. It's cool. It's like kind of simple, but it's still like hot. The yeah, it's evocative. Really yeah. cool. I like the hair. Like cool look. Daphne thanks her for the reference and says it, she did it good. She says she put in detail everywhere from the tip of her nails to the tip of her shoes. Marianne says the scene she shot was masterful from A to Z and it stands for all her mates put together. It was held together because of her. And we will hear from Berta who will say that Paloma came up to each of them to give them tips and take them by the hand. We love sisterhood. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> this is a blooming for me. Definitely blooming. I liked it a lot. And she definitely slayed back in challenge. Audience, 85% blooming, 15% wilting. Sure. I like the Florida Lee. Yeah. Like the cutout in the middle. 
Love the diva. No design existed. She is still France's number one Darien Lake impersonator. Uh, so the theme is flowers, and she <laughs> said, I'm going to resurrect Asia O'Hara's dead butterflies instead. Oh, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how a forest nymph with butterflies read flowers. And then I don't know if the leaf was missing or if that was a minuscule <laughs> leaf, but the nude reveal, not for me. <laughs> No, I was like almost here for the look until she like opened up. Uh, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, you said uh, from Little Big Bertha, where are the flowers? Where are the flowers? There literally was not a fucking They're flower on our that shoulder. Look. No, those are butterflies. Those are butterflies. Um, no, they look like leaf things. But I thought not. so they're too. Not, they are they're butterflies. Not yeah, they're definitely not flowers. Yeah, where are the flowers? I guess she's giving like woodland creature Nymph. thing. Yeah. yeah. Which, well, Kitty says the theme yeah. was flowers and he doesn't know what flower she is. He says it was necessary to take the flower theme and transform it when she arrives on stage. He says in the challenge she was funny, but not always on purpose. He doesn't know if they were laughing with her or at her, which is honestly the worst insult you can tell Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of a quint cringy queen. I, I don't like the cringe kind of humor. So I wasn't here for it either. <laughs> this was wilting. This was terrible. Definitely wilting all across the board. Audience, 33% blooming, 67% wilting. So there's some sympathy here. Okay. And finally, La Grande, no designers listed. I think she has been one of those queens who's always told everything she does is perfect, so she does her own thing and people gag. She did that here, and it's not the best. Her concept oh. is actually quite muddled. I see the translucent flowers on her face, but the deconstruction on the garment is what I call a stretch. The architecture of her hair is inquisitive and engaging, but again, I don't get it. Also, <laughs> if you didn't notice, this bitch can top, touch the top of the runway entrance. I hate tall people. <laughs> Zam, I really like the look. I, th I thought it was cool. That's like fair. And you know what? Flower, most people did. Cool. Uh, so cool. Yeah. Um, something about her and the name Grand Dam doesn't like track for me. Like, Grand Dame. So, whatever. <laughs> Grand Dame? What are you, American? <laughs> yes, I am, bitch. The Grand Dame. Um, something about that name doesn't fit her. You know, she's like a young twink, and that doesn't give me Grand Dame. That's fair. But, you Marianne's, know, I like Marianne's. the one. I like it. Sorry. Marianne says the only thing that has saved her ass in the Queen percent was the editing as they took a lot of time with her for just her role and she got bogged down with the direction and not connecting to the lines. She has reservations about her acting, but what she will love is what she, when she puts her foot somewhere, something happens. She tells her that they don't care if she's beautiful. We know she's beautiful, but she really needs to work on interiority. I've never heard that word before. But I was like, I know what you mean. Like oh your insides. <laughs> work on your insides. I get what she's trying to say. I'm going to give this a wilting. I'm giving it a blossoming. That was it, right? Blooming. blooming. The audience blooming. agrees with you. 71% uh, blooming, 29% wilting. But sometimes I'm allowed to be in a major minority can, here, right? You can be wrong sometimes. That's okay. Absolutely. All right. Well, Nikki has decided that Lolita, Soa, La Grande, La Begurta, Paloma, and Lova La Diva are the tops and bottoms, leaving Cam, Librioche, and Ellipse as safe. Do you agree? Not at all. No. All right. Switching around. No, who no, you, who no. needs to go where? Um, I think so. Lolita Banana should be on the top. I think that um, Paloma should be in the top. Correct. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say about that. And then I think on the bottom should be 
the Grand Dam, the Grand Dam, um, and the the Ken. Ken, what's her name? Cam, Cam, Cam and Cam. Bottom. Cam on the bottom. I, yeah. Cam was safe. I know. Cam should have been safe. That look saved yeah. her ass. The look was really good, but where was the part? And I that's so you, probably the you, script. What, what about script. so what about Lolita? You're saying she should have been safe too? No, Lolita should have been on the top. Did I not say that? No, Lolita. I uh, love her. Love a diva. Oh, I'm sure on the bottom. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Sorry. All right. That's well, correct. we're gonna head to the untucked. But not the... Soa, Soa, and 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 Big Bertha both should have been at least safe. safe. Based on the challenge. Based on the challenge. Well, we head to Untuck Junior where they dive right into what they think the results will be. They say Lova was very funny, but she missed a lot. But Ayoshi says that Soa might be on the bottom as well. She feels she was in her head and didn't succeed in fulfilling her role. And then they're between Berta and La Grandame. They think Berta played well and thought she might have been safe. So they're going to be in for a big surprise. (laughs) The queens arrive and Paloma is all smiles. Uh, they predicted Paloma is on top, but she says she's not alone as they equally love Lolita. Uh, so who's going to be third? The Grand Dame doesn't know, and Bertha is like, ah, oh, we know. Uh, it's you, bitch. The Grand Dame is not feeling great about Marianne's remarks, and Soa gets mad that the Grand Dame thinks she might be in the bottom and wants her to cut the crap. But Lova knows nothing has been decided, but she's, she's not feeling it. She's not feeling confident. I know shit, Sherlock. Yeah. Um, can I just say something about <laughs> it makes me laugh the like way they're like untucked is set up it makes it seem like the like safe girls like walk in and then the petite girls like come in like 30 seconds later they're like how do you feel <laughs> good true. and then like the other girls are like hey and I'm like yeah. okay <laughs> only so much time you can have well I guess <laughs> Nikki has decided the winner of the week is Paloma she wins a stay at some four star hotel on the Normandy coast and I was like I will take that too that place looked gorgeous. Yeah, definitely. Lolita Banana and La Grandam and La Biberta are safe, leaving Soa and Lova as the bottoms of the week. Do you agree? No. Definitely Lova, but not I, Soa at all. I don't understand how La Grandam like, was atop this week. It just yeah, does not no, It was very similar to Bosco in the in the Moulin Rouge mus- musical yeah. episode. Like, that was kind of the exact same thing that happened. Yeah, it did not compute for me. Um, the song is by pop reality group L5, and it is in English, All the Women in Your Life. Um, so L5, for those who may not know, uh, you know how this, we have the show Pop Stars? Yeah. Um, this was their Nicole pop stars. Sh- that was Nicole yep. Scherzinger, right? Yeah. Eden's Crush. Eden's Crush. <laughs> Um, I can't believe I've referenced Eden's Crush twice in two weeks on this fucking podcast. Insane. Because of the Drag Race episode. Exactly. I mean, because of the All Stars episode. <laughs> yes, sweetheart. You know well, that, that one Drag, drag Race. Race episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they were a pop group, and I think they were a one hit wonder, but they still are loved, beloved. In, uh, I, the song was fun. It was cute. Yeah. You know what? Once that song started, Lova was doomed. There was no way she could beat Soa here, especially dressed the way she did. So let's talk about it. Lova is going to take off that dress. And I'm like, we done here. We are done. Why? And Why? then it's the hair. And I'm like, oh, so now we're in Espana. We're just removing all the drag. I hate that. Okay. When you're performing in drag, you don't get up in drag so you can 
take it all off. Right. And not have like a complete look like yes, like you can have like <laughs> illusions under like there's there's an art form to like stripping, and it is not taking your wig off and having no. a crappy body nude bodysuit under your like that was don't do that stop it it was terrible it was fucking stop terrible it. and what uh, can like you're she's supposed to be like the what the older the like the classic the, queen the seasoned classic queen no bitch that's not what they be doing like they terrible. know they ugh, i hate that i'm sorry Get it um i'm gonna say a statement that i know people are gonna be upset about and they're gonna be um um they're gonna come for me for it um because we don't like ranking drag queens i know we don't like to do that sometimes uh but as a contestant on a um, competition a reality people on a reality show put up against each i other. am gonna say lova la diva is one of the five worst drag queens to compete on any season of drag race what? she literally would have been eliminated last week if la Cajena knew her lyrics she's a person who uh, I don't really know why they were like cast. Terrible. She was absolutely terrible. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) It was an easy decision, but Soa stays and Lova La Diva is done. You ready for some burning questions? I got some burning answers. What is Lova's legacy? We already know my opinion here. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be too harsh, you know, but girl. Why Why would she there? I think that was the legacy. I don't know. Well, France is getting the ball, and it's a beach ball. Get it? Uh, anyone to keep an eye out, both good or bad? Because we don't really know these queens. We don't know how they uh, design yet. Except oh, for, for the design challenge. I mean, yeah. Ellipse has, like, a clear aesthetic. So does Le Grand Dame, I think. Um, I think we should keep an eye out for these... Um, fashion queens kind of like cam and the grand dame Cam, oh because do they make their own stuff or do they right. have zero right. idea how to make shit um cam, cam so gives me the vibe that like she probably has never sewed but cam is gonna hot glue she's gonna hot glue so i don't know i guarantee you cam is gonna pull jasmine kennedy and put fabric around her body and say look i made something jasmine kennedy like sews I know, but she, but she, she, but not I'm saying the, she's, she's just beautiful enough to just be able to put fabric on her and then she's True. okay. But doesn't like so, like I know, she I so know. sews. Um, <laughs> I thought. And honestly, I don't think her looks are that bad. Like that one look with that, I think she's on the bottom floor. Yeah, that's what I'm talking editing, about. Editing, yeah. but I like the look. Yes. All right. After two episodes, the winner of the season is Lolita Banana. All right, that's an interesting choice. This has been robbed two times, two weeks in a row. I I think she could have won this week, but I think it's going to, right now, I'm like all eyes on Paloma. She's very fascinating. Yeah, she doesn't do it for me. I love her. I'm very excited about Paloma. She's fine. She She looks like She feels the most French. She feels the most French. You think? A little bit. Not the, I can see the I, grand dam. Not the grand dam at the moment. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I think we're, it, we're, we're picking up steam. We'll see how things work because La Big Bertha was on the top last week and she's dropped I down. Love, quite I big. loved her last week. She was, I was like, she's the only one. And this week she's on the bottom yeah. for me. Hey, everyone's allowed to have a Not bad really, week. but she's fine. She's, everyone can have a bad week. Yeah, that's true. All right, Miss Felicia, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? 
yeah, you can find me on social media at Miss Felatia. That's at M-I-S-S-F-E-L-L-A-T-I-A because I will blow you away. And then also on Instagram as a boy at T Grunin. That's T-G-R-U-N-I-N. That's also my Venmo. Um, if you want to see me in drag, I host a bingo twice a month, the first Wednesday, the third Thursday of every month at Sycamore in Brooklyn. Fun drag bingo, come through. Um, and then I'm also a spin instructor. I'm here at Cycle Bar, New York City. Come through to that too. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well, there's 75,000 more drag races coming this year. So you'll be back very you'll soon. probably sure. have me real <laughs> soon. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. The biggest thanks to Miss Felicia for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to support the podcast by visiting buymeacoffee.com slash block talk. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterinthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Thank you.